Um, as soon as as soon as your papa stops blowing me off, I haven't blown you off. You and the you and Jeff have been having the conversation. You've been talking to my husband. Yes, right. and I'm going to see what we can do. Oh, are we on live? Yeah, yeah we're live. I want to start this. I'm going to start the show now. <laughs> we're gonna, we're In a world gonna. of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, hello. I am Colonel Sanders. Ooh, you know, for me, that's if you're making chicken, I am <laughs> genetically predisposed to love you. <laughs> well, then, you know what? If you're going to be that, I am Uncle Ben. And my name is Morgana. <laughs> Hi, Morgana. Right there in that last shot where you had her chin up. Hey, Donna. Um, she looked like, what's the little baby that looks like um, Yoda? Baby Yoda? Baby yeah, Yoda. It's, I know it's not called Baby Yoda. It has a name, right? Yeah, he does. And I, Gorku. Uh, such with a G. I think it's Gorku. Gorku. I don't know. I just call him I gotta Baby look it up Yoda. Now. He's so cute. And so is Baby Yoda. But as to Morgana, Morgana's a beautiful kitty cat. Grogu. Rogu, close. That starts with a G. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. excuse me. Who are you, sir? If I'm Uncle Ben, Osborgana. <laughs> okay, I, I'll take Morgana. Embrace love. I am embrace love tonight. I love it. Where'd you get that shirt? Uh, HRC. You can't you see the little flag on the end of the shirt? No, it's I can't really see that here. I just see just the purple dot up top, which looks like a necklace. Yeah, all I see is embrace and L O V. Okay, now after I see the, it on the, the end. E. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now I see it. I love that. That's beautiful. Yep. I I'm gonna ask some questions here. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna ask some questions here. Elmer. What have you been doing that's so great since we last saw you two weeks ago? Uh, well, closed on a duplex. It's done. Yeah, on the 13th. Yep. I love and, it. I love travel options. And Monday, finished tax season. So you're done. Well, not really, but I, I'm not, I don't have the pressure of a tax deadline anymore. I right, have right. I have like a dozen returns that people have filed extensions on. So when you say extensions and you have to keep working that, how long do you work extensions? Uh, well, technically we have six months, um, but people want to get them done right away. Mm -hmm. So, but they, they, we had to extend it because we were either waiting on something or there was extra work that I need to do that I just couldn't do before tax season ended. Well, like mostly cryptocurrency clients who are having issues with their cryptocurrency accounting. And so I have to take some time to get in there and figure out what's going on. Which is weird because when we had our last show with Mary Ashby, we talked about crypto not really being tangible, but still being, it still has the same tax. Is that 
Am I going in the right direction? <laughs> yeah, it's still still a taxable commodity. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Dr. Kevin, or I'm sorry, Morgana, what have you been doing that's great since we last saw you two weeks ago after financial literacy? So really, and how's that book coming along? Uh, we're in the last little part of it and it will probably be out mid-May. Bots at 4 oh. a.m. Wow, that's okay. Did, are you publishing this yourself? Is this self-published this time, or it's always published by Lightlines Publishing? Okay. So, okay. yep. So thoughts by four, 4 a.m. come out then. Uh, outside of that, obviously, I was part of the closing of the duplex as part of it, uh, as part of my also rah uh, rah since we last talked. Um, and they said that that was one of the best closings they have ever been to. They all laughed, had a great time, and it went by like with like an hour. It took us. Mm. How is that possible? So, we're good. I mean, the right group of people together. Yep. Yeah, I've and been to a ton open. of closings. None of them were fun. Oh, this we got yelled at by the title attorney, or I don't know if she's the attorney, but she's the one in charge because I was distracted talking with the two realtors and having fun with them, and she was I wasn't paying attention to her, so she was like, she's like, shut up. She's like, you guys gotta stop. I gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, but her was. and I were carrying on like nobody's business, and yeah. so she'd get she'd start to get distracted too, and I'd like call her out on it. <laughs> but she said I'm not in charge, though. So it went smoothly. That just makes me think that at some point, maybe later in the year, maybe next year, we need to have a uh, laughing, loving, alive about that kind of thing about buying property and why you should. Well, why you should have. <laughs> I don't know if mm -hmm. you should right in the moment. Well, well, it you know it depends on where the market is and stuff like this mm -hmm. and inflation stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know. A uh, couple of my couple of my highlights, uh, and then I want to find out what's been going on with you, Miss Rain. Is I am uh, it, besides having the book come out, which we're finishing the edited on right now. Um, uh, I joined the Chamber of Commerce here okay. in Nashua. <laughs> yes, and I've you know. I have this, for a long time, I would try to have the many faces of Dr. Kevin and keep them somewhat compartmentalized. You know, like if I'm going to a business event, well, I dress a little, I mean, they're all things I wear, would wear because I love suits and I love ties and I love jeans. And I, you know, I mean, I just, uh, but I would compartmentalize and kind of like, okay, where am I at? Who are my potential, you know, like contacts and clients here? And so which part of me do I present? And so I wrote a bio for the Chamber of Commerce to put out on the website after I joined 
where I clearly have reached that point where I fully and completely don't give a shit what <laughs> and put it all out in the same bio and basically <sighs> my approach my approach is and you know and Albers watched me struggle with this for years it's like how do you describe Dr. Kevin well he he's a medical intuitive he's a business catalyst he is you know an artist well and he is a psychic and he is an ADD ADHD you know like field specialist and he's a passionate instigator and he's a dynamic problem solver and he's a public speaker and he's an author how do you describe him I don't know how do you describe five thousand things in a blender when you hit high mush so but mush never was like very attractive in my marketing materials. You know, for years, I just would be like, they'd say, what do you do? And I'd be like, I don't know. What do you need? Tell me what you need. Right. right. Was that your TikTok thing yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. You know, just kind of like, ah. But yeah, I reached a new level of not caring with this chamber bio. And it was kind of, it was an interesting because I, I was, you know, about the spiritual and about the business, about this, about that. And then at the end of it, I talked about my husband and two cats. And I was just like, you know. If somebody is going to be bothered by any aspect of me, then I can't be bothered to work with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm just like, yeah, just, just don't care. I also was excited because I'm going to Portland, Oregon at the end of June. That's why you blew me off and that's okay. I didn't blow you off. We were in discussion and you were still working on dates because Miss professional social butterfly who has 5,000 new opportunities every time we get together, 4,999 of them that she can't talk about at any given time is always trying to figure out her schedule. And so I didn't blow anybody off unless you want to consider a leaf in the wind, Miss Rain. <laughs> but so I, uh, but I just found out that um, Ibram X. Kendi, I don't know if that name rings any bells with you. Who? Ibram X. Kendi. That's familiar, but why? He wrote a, he, well, he's written a few books, but he wrote a book, actually, I'm reading it right now, called How to Be an anti Aha. Aha. And he is going to be our speaker at the General Assembly in Portland. I love that. I love that as well. I'd love to get him on our show. You can put that on your list of my wish list of then people. A, no, you're going to be there. You're going to so be seeing him. Just, yeah. I was gonna say. Right. Just go to him and say, yeah. Rain Thomas wants you on the show. <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually get a chance to meet him one-on-one. -on -one. You know, it's hard when you're as shy and retiring <laughs> as I am to get out there. Donna feels my pain. Thank you. I thought I felt a little something, something somewhere, Donna. I uh, yeah, because every time she tries to put me up to it, she's like, you know, we're going so and so is coming to such and such. Maybe you can reach out. I'm like, aren't you going to be there? Can't you like just go to that person? That's your homework, Dr. Kevin Morgana. Yeah. So I'll see. I mean, I'm definitely gonna pass him a card and ask him, uh, you know, if he wants to, uh, uh, you know, if I can have my co-host on our podcast approach him. 
Um, if I get a chance to talk to them, who knows? Sometimes you go to these things and they usher them on the stage. Mm -hmm. They speak, they usher them off and you don't, you don't get within, uh, you know, a tadpole's jump of them. I've never had that problem because I go backstage and just wait until they're over. I listen to the whole thing in the back. And then when they come down, I introduce myself and I tell them exactly what they are. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've done it many times before. You know, people do it to me. You know, you get on stage, you go in the back so that people don't have access to you. And I'm, we're sitting here watching Elmer's epiglottis. Are we keeping you up tonight there, Elmer? Is... I, had, I had to do landlord duties today, so I'm a little tired. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. So if you go backstage, like, excuse yourself, like you can hear him winding down. You're supposed to be going to the bathroom, but somehow you thought the bathroom was backstage. And when he comes off backstage, there you are with your card and your proposition. Laughing, loving, and alive. Hi, Ibram. I'd like to proposition you. I'm not sure that would go so well. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't mean like that. That's, <laughs> he'll never, he'll, he'll like, don't go on that show. Speaking of which, I reached out to Jeffrey, so I'm waiting. You just stopped. I stopped being able to hear you. You reached out to who? Can you no, you're, Can you your me? mic's going in and out. Can you hear me? We hear you now, but your mic was going in yeah. and out. Okay, that's very weird. If it goes out again, I'll just unplug it. Um, I reached out to Jeffrey again. It is, it is Jeffrey, right? Jeffrey Marsh? Yes, I reached out to Jeffrey. I actually called on the phone and left a message as to why he needs to call one of us. And I mentioned that you had reached out. So it might be duplicative or whatever, but we'll see if we can uh, make him see he really needs to be on this show. Who's Jeffrey Marsh? He does a lot of stuff on Instagram, um, supporting the trans community. He's a teacher. He's non-binary. He puts out a ton of stuff, um, kind of challenging, supporting people, uh, supporting kids who may be in bad, especially trans kids that may be in a bad situation. He's very unspoken. He's very outspoken. And he always does it like he, he's always, you know, like he'll be wearing, you know, like lipstick and different things of whatever he wants. I mean, he's just, mm -hmm. and, but he's a very... He gives a lot of people, uh, I mean, he's known enough now that that Tucker Carlson pulled him on to, uh, pulled some of his videos onto his show to um, have a go at that, you know, him as a groomer. Uh, so we're not going to go there. That's too close to politics. So I do have to say that the meltdown of the woman from Michigan about being accused of being a groomer. If you have not seen the video, I highly recommend it. Um, I yeah, also... go ahead and shoot that to me. You have not seen that? Okay. I'll, I'll... I didn't even see the Oscar video until like the next day when I asked a friend who's always like in these kind of things. I had no idea what happened at the Oscars. I'm always the last one. I didn't know about the Mike Tyson and the guy on the plane until my husband showed it to me this afternoon. I, I don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't know about the Mike Tyson thing either. I mean, I heard a little bit of a side chat on it, but I haven't heard much. But I'll see if I can send you the video, this video. This woman's really good. So. Okay. I want to see that. I am. Um, I'm going to share one more little thing. 
Little thing, you've taken up 10 minutes of the show already. Wow, isn't he pushy? <laughs> I barely talked last introduction. So you make it up for it? I'm making up for it. Why? Did you have something else you needed to, a- to answer there, handyman? No, but usually by now, you have, <laughs> have the guests on by now. Why? What time? Is it 15 after? I thought we it's 16. It's 16 after. Oh, okay. I'll skip it. Wayne, we haven't heard anything. I want to know what it was now. I've got like my, the handyman boy, he's owning his own, you know, these property owners, they get awfully like prickly and literally and figuratively, folks. <laughs> I ain't going there. Um, so, uh, so anyways, so do you know how sometimes you get people that go after that, that try to introduce themselves or try to befriend you on Facebook and you check and you have 45 contacts together and you kind of go, Oh, do I do this? Do I do, do I not do that? And then of course, because of an organization I was involved with where we've kind of committed that we would help like, you know, support each other to get networked out. And I'm a fat and I was, I used to be faculty on them. I haven't done faculty for a couple of years if somebody's a member of that organization, you, you you know, you're really supposed to take the friend request because you're trying to help support people. But then you have those people that show up and the first thing they do is they try to like sell you something. They try to push mm-hmm. your thing. I don't know about pushing my thing, but if you say so. <laughs> Little Gracie Jones, pull up to my bumper, baby. <laughs> Drive my limousine. <laughs> Stick it in between. No, I'm- <laughs> Isn't that the line? That's the line. If you say so. Anyway. I'm not old enough to remember her. <laughs> so this woman contacted me and it took me three days to decide to say yes. But I was like, okay, we have friends. She belongs to the organization, blah, 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 blah. And of course, as soon as I did, I get the hello. And you know that it's going to be the engaged. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to share what I wrote. And then, then Miss Rain, you can share whatever you need, and we can bring in our guest. So, okay, because someone's uh, asking a question already from Instagram. The uh, yo, so this is what I said. I was like, I accepted your request because we have mutual contacts. Just a heads up, I don't do boot with people with don't do business with people I don't know through a social media platform. Too many scammers, sure you understand. So if you have any business proposals or must-see opportunities, have someone we both jointly know send out an email to the two of us with a real person introduction involved, and then I'll be happy to hear whatever you have to say. But cricket. I never from her again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, cricket. I'm going to cut and paste this, and every time I do one of those, I'm just going <laughs> to... Send it to me. I'd like to cut and paste that as well because it's exhausting. Oh, it is so exhausting, and you try to be the nice guy. So, Rain, in negative four minutes, so Elmer doesn't bitch, what's going on in your life? Oh, you know, the usual. And this week I have a, like, 2 a.m. call for a movie shooting here in Las Vegas. So um, that should be fun. I get to play. I'm not going to tell you what I play, but I play it very well. And as a matter of fact, I got the role because I needed to be and an, a Southern woman who's really annoyed with customers. And I played a Southern Kentucky girl in the Hatfields and the McCowes in West Virginia theater. And they used my hat. 
Fields McCoy voice and I got the role and they asked me where my family was originally from and I said well my mom is from South Carolina and my dad's from West Virginia and Appomattox Lee Grant you know and they said oh wow they're like you never lost your accent I'm like first of all I don't have an accent I'm from the Bronx ah. and I got the role <laughs> but you said dad and not daddy it shouldn't be shouldn't it be daddy from the south I don't think they, you know, if you're not from the South, you know, they're from California. Well, then they don't know anything. Right. So, you know, it's fine with me. But speak, speaking of the South, I want, we had what I call Will Scott Hill Wush, because I've always called him that after he sat down in some room 10, 11 years ago and asked for me. Um the general manager of Theater West Virginia. But, you know, it's more than that, far more. Because when we talk about being inclusive, Theater West Virginia, I've seen it grow in the last 10, 11 years, however long you've been there now, um, being inclusive. Because, you know, West Virginia, um, that's, I, I don't think I saw that in the theater too much. And, um here he is. So, so the man with the pickleball story, who really doesn't need an introduction anywhere. If you think that I go behind scenes and get things done, this guy goes to like the Senate and tries to sit in a political spot so you can meet somebody to to bring to theater West Virginia to get things done. Ladies and gentlemen, and the person on Instagram that's asking where do they audition, I already sent it to them. Will Scott Hill. My buddy of all buddies. And the crowd goes wild. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Rain. I appreciate that. I was wondering after this last couple, you know, uh, last couple of subjects where I was going to get slide in here with. But uh, I appreciate this other thing going on. And it's a Appalachian thing. So, uh, yeah, it it's 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 dad or daddy here in Appalachia. So it, if you get further south, it's all daddy. Oh, that's, that's good to know. There it's you go. All it's, daddy. it's all daddy in South Carolina. <laughs> it's all big daddy in South Carolina. Here we go. We, we, got, we, we, we went sideways already, 30 seconds into it. And I'm thinking, oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> We're in that place tonight, I can tell. Well, I'm not even going to ask you anything. I'm going to let. Elmer, who you can see was yawning the whole time because he can't keep his eyes on me. He has like 12 jobs. And I'm going right. to turn it over to Elmer and Dr. Kevin, otherwise known as Morgana and Colonel Sanders. So my mouth is like all watery now. Again, genetically predisposed. I hear Colonel Sanders, fried chicken. And then I didn't <laughs> even want to get into the chicken comment or either any of that. I could have went all day without that. <laughs> but here I go. Here you go. Just throw it back. I thought, wow, we're, at least we're done with the Kentucky Fried Chicken thing. <laughs> oh, no, here it's back. Well, it's all. Has anyone ever verified that that recipe actually came from Kentucky? Uh, you know, uh, apparently the Colonel actually shot somebody over it. I mean, as far as what the Discovery Channel says, I don't know about that, but I'm just saying that's what I've seen. But yes. He, he shot somebody over the... Okay. Yeah. Rumor oh, has no. it. No, rumor has it. I mean, it's actually, yeah, for sure, he shot someone. Uh, now, mm -hmm. whether it was over the recipe or not, I don't know, but he did shoot someone. 
I, yeah, I saw that, and I don't remember why, but I. His competitor. Can... He shot a competitor. <laughs> Holy moly! Oh boy! <laughs> not, not someone trying to steal a recipe. That's that's some serious chicken business going on right there. Oh my goodness! I know, and my stomach is all a dither. Okay, let's don't talk about your dither and stomach. <laughs> well, you know. I bet there was more than one shot shot at the chicken ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I even know what this story ranch. is about. Did you ever bring the chicken ranch to West Virginia, to the West Virginia Theater? Well, no, I think we'll we'll pass on that one. We try to be as G-rated <laughs> as we can, and uh, and at least maybe PG, but I don't know. We never say never. Hey, what's mm -hmm. not PG about the you know the best little whorehouse in Texas? <laughs> well, the title. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I think I'm hearing some bigotry here. Now, now. <laughs> okay, that's, that's exactly. I stayed up late for this. I stayed up late for this. I got a I got a seven a.m. call for this, and I'm still up and about. So now, now be good. I was gonna well, say so you all on the 7 a.m. call except for me. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Well, and it's earlier where you are, anyways. So before I start picking on you, really picking on you, because I got a list of, of, of issues I have with you over here. So before I get to those though, tell me what something that is new and exciting that's coming up at this at the West Virginia Theater. Well, it's Theater West Virginia. It's our 62nd year, and we're gonna we're bringing Hatfields and McCoys back uh, without Miss Rain Thomas this year because she is so busy doing stuff that she cannot tell us about. <laughs> what I, is going on here, uh, darling? So, so busy. And then we, we we have a brand new show called Miss Dirt Turtles Garden Club. It's about a inner city group of kids uh, learning how to cope and learning how to garden all at the same time. It was written for Miss Rain Thomas. It was written for her, and she's too busy to be in the play. Right, Miss Thomas? Uh -huh. not, uh, not No habla inglés. Yeah, uh -huh, exactly. So so anyway, <laughs> and uh, and so we've got that going on. We're, we're, we're struggling to find a Miss Dirt Turtle. Well, no, we actually found a Miss Dirt Turtle. But uh, but it was it's a great opportunity. We're brand new play and then we're bringing wizard of oz to our outdoor drama so and then rocket boys the musical which in the past we have homer hickam's story and homer hickam's mother was played by <laughs> rain thomas but she's too busy to do it again this year because she can't tell me why wait, wait a second you're doing rocket boys you're doing the life of elton john and you think that's pg <laughs> Yeah, we're doing the life of Homer Hickam, not different rocket boy, different, different rocket boy. Okay. We actually have... Just got to keep it straight, my ass. I, I understand, understand. Homer does wear some fancy glasses sometimes, but that's about where it stops, okay? I mean, we actually uh, had him as a guest on, mm -hmm. on the show. Elton John, you had Elton John as a guest? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. He was Yo, playing that piano. Hey, can can I put that on my resume? I followed Elton John. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I do. Ooh. Okay. So anyway. So right so, into a restroom. Let's uh, go. So so how was Homer as a guest? Really good. I mean, we'd actually uh we never got into his uh 
time at the um, NASA. Uh huh. Yeah, it was. Uh, it went by quick. Well, I, mm-hmm. I have a theory. I have a theory that you meet twelve great people in your lifetime, and if you're just smart enough to figure out who it is, why they're with you, it's a big advantage. I think everybody meets at least twelve great people. Homer is one of those people for me. I mean, he is just a humongous talent. And then a great West Virginian. And I mean, you know, guys, he has homes in Vir- in the Virgin Islands and he comes here and spends weeks at a time with us here in Southern West Virginia. So, I mean, he has other options, but he's still, he's focused in the, on the kids here. And because you, you can't be it unless you can see it. And he believes that. And it's, it's good to be able to say, look, look at the, show our kids. Okay. This is someone with a West Virginia birth certificate. And he's out in the world. And, oh, by the way, he's on CNN, Fox News, whenever they're talking about things, whether it's coal mining or rocketry. He's That's an interesting co- uh, combination. When, when you're asked to speak as an expert on both coal mining and rockets, and by the way, we, we need to get with the couple of guys that are making rockets and sending people up into space to send Homer into space. Homer needs to go. I mean, he needs to go and get him back nice and safely, but I think he needs to know well, what said, that feels. The question uh, is, sure they can do much, it. How much coal does it take to get that rocket ship off the ground? Yeah, it's a cold-fired rocket. I mean, you know, it's it's old school. It's an old school rocket, but but it shakes a little bit, but but once it gets going, it's going. And 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 that it does, sounds like some folks I know. It does <laughs> it does leave a footprint. That's all right. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is bad. This we'll, so we'll, we'll even paint the rocket green while we can say it's a green project. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> there we go. Don't send the mail to me. Send it to Dr. Kevin. Okay. All I want to know is, you know, I mean, so you're you're getting rain. To say, no, I don't have time. 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 I've got all of these projects. And every time, uh, you know, it didn't happen this show, but I think it's happened every show for the last year and a half. Rain's gone. So where's my part in your next movie? Like, you're going to have time, sweetheart. You can't even take the offers you're given. You're getting here. And there we go. You are now off the hook, Elmer. It's about time. It's been a year and a half. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because I've done it for years. For years. How does Wush get Elmer off the hook? How did this... Dr. Kevin? <laughs> I don't even... And and this is all Wush's fault anyway, because he said to me, no, no, no. No, no, no. I need, no, 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 you said to me a few years ago, you said, I'm going to work you because, you know, pretty soon those folks over at Netflix and, and in Hollywood and stuff are going to be knocking on your door and you won't have time to do these anymore. You set that in motion, did you not? Yes, I did. But I also said, and then you can write the big checks and send me the checks will make me happy. So I'm waiting on the checks. So you got the check person next to you. Who is that, Elmer? <laughs> That's the well, check guy. Well, Mr. Anyway, 1-300 awards for his short film. Well, okay. I will accept checks 
<laughs> we're, we're, we are a 5013C at Theater West Virginia, and we can accept your checks. Okay. So, Just remember, a short film only gets short awards. Ah, okay. <laughs> and short checks. And, uh, that, you know. back. <laughs> But yes, but I knew there would be a timer. I really did. There's a couple of things that Rain and I disagree with, and she is, she is quick to inform me that I ask for her. No, I would have remembered asking, even in a drunken stupor, I would have remembered, oh, <laughs> I would humor him. I need this lady in my life. Okay. I'm in the mm -hmm. middle of Appalachia. There's not many Rain Thomases walking around in the city of Beckley that I can say, oh, I need one of those. No, no, that doesn't happen. Rain is a unique individual. And so for me to ask for that, I'd have had to think, well, it's possible. And I really didn't think that that was possible. But here she is. She's played Spirit McCoy and Homer Hickam's mother and Madame Dubarak, another role that was written for her. Mm -hmm. And how's that happen? I've, I've, had, I've had three actors that roles have been written for them. And they're all Rain Thomas. <laughs> And so who's writing these roles? We have Danny Boyd is a, a great writer out of Charleston, and he he's written Paradise Park. And, of course, uh, the um, and Homer Hickam actually is, uh, did, did some roles, but we have Paradise Park. And then Danny Boyd's written Miss Dirt Turtle's Garden Club. So that's the, uh, the combination. Guys uh, come in or our writers come in and they meet Rain and Rain and they go, hmm, that's subject material right there. And Rain's always attracted a certain type of person. And there you go. So she is noon in the Garden of Good and Evil? Oh. <laughs> Instead of midnight? Yeah, I would say, I'd say, yeah. I mean, I, crazy, <laughs> crazy follows Rain. Oh, we're not crazy. Yes, it does. No, oh, yeah. you're right. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so we, we, we've got stories. Her. It escorts her, it leads mm -hmm. her, and back to you're her friend. So crazy. Uh, That's right. Well, like I say about my wife, I, I really love my wife, and and but I just I, I can't understand her taste in men. I really can't. Why she picked me, I is beyond me. And but I'm just kind of happy it happened. And you just kind of go with it. And uh, you know, I all my life I've had I've had the jokes, man, you really punching out of your weight class or you've outkicked your coverage or any <laughs> any comment that says, Man, what's that chick doing with you? I've heard. I mean, from 38 years of marriage. And uh, you know, I but it's uh but it's a good thing. I'm glad I'm glad I did and heard all those things, you know. So I, I do uh, attract my set of crazy people and Rain's one of them and Kathy's the other one. Yeah, she's she's crazy. So you said that, so Rain basically intimated that you were the, basically the white male drag version of her going behind stages, begging, pleading, making connections, doing the shell game with people to get stuff for your theater. I am a member of the chamber of Raleigh County and also a Rotarian and also whatever else you need me, a, a, a Toastmaster. So I have, I've seen a lot of different things, but I've only had one resume because I'm not smart enough to figure out to, you know, how to keep all those lies, you know, going on. So you just got to figure me out and say, well, Scott's going to be here and we're going to have to deal with him. And basically I think what you did said earlier where you just said, Hey, here's my resume. Here it is. 
this is who I am. And I don't believe that it's always no until you ask. It's always no until you ask. I mean, any, any, you know, what's the old uh, um, Michael Jordan thing? You, you miss 100% of shots you don't take. Well, we're, we're shooting all the time because it was, there was a point in time that Theater West Virginia was on the verge of closing down. They almost voted, to they did vote to close it down. Then they brought me in from the American Red Cross. Oh yeah, he, he's, he should be able to handle the theater. And uh, I stumbled through that first couple of years and now we've started to pick up and uh, uh, it's great. I'm, uh, uh, I'm really excited about, you know, what we're able to do and what we've, what we've been able to do and we continue to do it. I mean, we've brought in the middle of the woods in, in West Virginia, we, we, we've brought a lot of different people into a lot of different roles and I'm really proud of that. Uh, So you said that they brought you, so you used to draw blood and now you draw money. That's pretty much it. I well, I, I talked folks into letting the American Red Cross stick a 16 gauge needle into their vein, and we would give them cookies and take a unit of their blood and 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 help save lives. And that's what I did for 10 years. I was a blood drive coordinator, and I did that. And uh, now I I remind them how important it is to be able to present themselves well. And so we have a big kids academy. Um, and we had 59 kids in our last academy class. And I tell people, when I grew up, I, I played baseball. But after 18, I never got a chance to throw another curveball. Not one curveball time I was 18, from the time I was 18. But this skill that we're teaching here with the Theater West Virginia Academy for the kids, they're going to use that for the rest of their lives. Being able to stand up and present to other people, other human beings, about, hey, these are my thoughts, these are my ideas. They may not be your ideas, but they're my ideas and how to own them and step up and be a part of that. So, yeah, I went, I went from uh, chasing units of blood to, uh, to chasing dollars to make sure that we have enough money to scholarship these kids uh, uh, through our academy and shows. So when are you going to, when are you going to, uh, uh straighten out go back and straighten out the american red cross i don't know if they're gonna let me straighten out the american red cross what what particular uh item are you referring to uh well uh, last time i checked uh i can't give blood to the american red cross i got good news about that i just read a a a a text. Now it's it's on social media, so it must be true now. But uh, <laughs> but, but my my understanding that the American Red Cross is reevaluating that 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 um, part of their evaluation, and um, I think it's long time coming. I mean, I was pro. You know, it, it's it's. I, I think that they were a little bit gun shy <laughs> as far as the American Red Cross saying, well. You know, we don't know. Well, yeah, you do know. We're, I mean, so really, I, I, th- I think what, what, what I think you're talking about is is the exclusion uh, of uh, uh, of gay men or what well, folks from from donating blood. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. And the last one I saw that they were offering and there may be a new one was you can donate if you're a gay man 
who hasn't had sex for a year. Ah, uh, that's that would be okay. Um, I no, I, I wouldn't accept that as, as I wouldn't personally <laughs> accept that as as a situation. I I, I think that um, you know originally when I joined the Red Cross, if you had any type of cancer, Rain, uh, mm-hmm. you've had any type of cancer, you were out. Okay, you were mm-hmm. out completely. Same situation. It was just it was not a conversation to be had. By the time I'd left, uh, cancer survivors were included into that. Okay, so it's not that the American Red Cross. And I'm not speaking for them. I'm, I've been a past employee, but but I, it's my observation of the American Red Cross, they're slow to change, but they they will change as things come along. I've always thought that that personally, that that particular stipulation was an insult to the community, to to a section of uh, of this country, and uh, and I don't think that there was any any really true. facts about i i didn't really you know they, they couldn't i never saw that hey here's the deal okay it's yeah. you know here's the problem i never saw those but also cancers were were, were completely out when i started and by the time i left it it, it changed so yeah there is change coming and yep. that that will open up now if okay you would think that that would up, open up a whole new community I don't think so. I mean, if you excluded me for 10 years or, or 20 years or whatever, I'd say, well, no, go somewhere else. I mean, that's my personal opinion. So so there may be a backlash that will will cause, a, you know, you would think that all these folks would want to go donate. But do you really want to go somewhere that the folks haven't wanted you for a while? I don't know. I don't know how, how they're going to how they're going to fix that. So they've, they've, I, had I the, they've had the the, you know, no sex for a year or two. I thought it was like up to three at one point, but it's been out there for a little while that they've had that for gay men giving blood. My, my question has always been, how do they enforce that? How do they know if I walked in and said I haven't had sex in the last year? Well, how are they going to even know? There's a great question. There's a great question. And it, it's, it's about it. Have you ever exchanged sex for money? There's a question for that. That's the question. One of the, one of the questions at the time. I had a 65-year-old man stand up in the middle of a blood drive and yell at me, Scott, I have a question about uh, question number 13. And I knew what question number 13 was, that it was that sex for money thing. He said, Scott, I've been married for 40 years. I exchanged sex for a refrigerator once. What do you say to that? I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, come on. That's but, called marriage. And, <laughs> right. And then he said, but it was a good one. It had an ice maker. And I just don't know how the ice maker got involved, but apparently it was a deal. And so he was saying that, hey, this is a stupid question at the time. And it mm-hmm. and it was in his mind. So, I, but yeah, I, I exchanged sex for a refrigerator once is what the man said in the middle of the blood drive. And you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> and I said, well, okay, <laughs> that's what I'd put down. But, but so uh, some of those, uh, some of those things are antiquated. Um, but we have uh, a, we have a question. I'm not sure this was a two minutes ago, so I'm not sure I'm going to have Brent uh, clarify what statistical data he's, he's asking for, but I just want to know that's going to be coming up when he replies to it. Okay. So 
I'm just going to say this, and then I'm going to move the conversation along after we answer the question from Brent, if he stopped yawning. Um, <laughs> and uh, which uh, I, I, I just want to say that before they put the restriction in place, and I refuse to lie because it was an integrity issue for me, mm-hmm. I, I had a gallon pin. That's how often I was doing blood. I mean, like I was giving blood on a regular basis to give blood because I wanted to support the need. And so I, uh, oh, it was answered. No data. <laughs> no duh. No data. No duh, Bray. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but I want to move away from that because you're obviously you're not responsible for the American Red Cross, but I could not, I, when I was reviewing your, your historical thing, I can't you I can't let a good platform to take a couple of swats at the American Red Cross go by. Uh, well, I have a question. If the American Red Cross does change that and, and eliminates that as as a question, are you going to return as a blood donor or are you going are you going to not? I mean, I'm just curious as a past donor recruiter how to how to fight that particular battle. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I would, but I'm sure I would go back. I would still give blood and I'm going to tell you why, because the persons whose life may get saved because I gave blood shouldn't be held responsible because they were dickheads for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And now I I should also point out that there's many other blood services. American Red Cross only does about 48% of the blood taken in this country. And a lot of other services had that same policy. And so it's not only the American Red Cross, it's the blood industry. But the American Red Cross is the face of it. I mean, it's kind of like if you think about hamburgers, you're going to go with McDonald's. I mean, you know, and and there's Wendy's and all the other things. But I mean, but you think about them. And uh, so the American Red Cross doesn't do all the blood uh, uh, throughout the country. Uh, Oklahoma has a great blood service and Florida has another one. It's uh, the Red, Red Cross is not very strong in, in Florida. So there, there are some different areas like that. But the that particular restriction has been or question has been put on most all blood services. Yep. And so 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 I understand. I understand completely not being down with that that question and, and, and it being antiquated and 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 all what it is. But it's just not necessarily all 100% the Red Cross. It's just that's the biggest, the biggest, yeah. the baddest. That's that's who I, as a teenager, would go to Red Cross, you know, the blood drives, because that's where the, who that was in my area. So that's also my association. Though, you know, I have to say, when when I think of a real, when I think of the face of blood, I, I tend to think of Barnabas Collins, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now there's somebody who knows how to draw blood. <laughs> um, I'd like to just pitch a sidebar because I have Elmer in the corner and Dr. Kevin and Wush you and I and I thought it was interesting that Dr. Kevin and Wush have on the same color shirt and Elmer you and I have on the same color shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's costume sidebar. TikTok TikTok costume. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> or uh, TikTok toe uh, costume. Uh, uh, and you and I have. You and I have the white little white, so you get the bigger yeah, white. Yeah, that's the thing that was really, I'm like, interesting. But does your shirt say anything? 
We know what mine says. Does your shirt say anything, Scott? It says Hanes on the back of it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, not the same. Oh, Sorry. not the same. Okay, well, okay. You tried, though. I okay. love that. You tried hey, to do hey, it hey, now, I'm, Mr. Junior Dry. I'm, I'm being there with you, man. You know, we, we use what we got. So were you born in West Virginia? Yes, sir. Charleston, West Virginia, in a, in a little hospital beside the river. Uh, yes, uh, Charleston Memorial Hospital. Yep. And did they put you in a, in a in a little like thing of reeds and float you down the river? Ah, uh, different different river. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> different river. I'm getting my stories confused. Uh, I, I, but I appreciate asking. I appreciate that that, that I could that I could be part of that story would be pretty daggone special. But no, <laughs> I have a question for somebody back. on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They said, you know, they appreciate the way the um the, the word is they appreciate the banter that you all are having about the Red Cross, but they also want to let you know that that wasn't very different from Theater West Virginia because they had some rules in place over the years that they think Wush has broken down. Is that true? Well, I don't know about rules, but but we we looked at Theater West Virginia as a as a place for for expanding different people's roles, and you you did that with being Homer's mother. And I got I I got to admit I take credit for bringing you as Homer's mother, but that was actually Homer's idea. So Homer says, "Hey, Rain Thomas reminds me of my mother as far as her her delivery and all this other stuff." So we we just made it happen, but we're we're continuing to trying to expand theater West Virginia and learn from everybody and learn kind of what's going on. Because if you continue to do the same thing every year for 62 years, you're going to be kind of stuck and we can't, we can't do that. So each year is something different and the vocabulary changes. I mean, you know, I, I used to think, well, I'm never going to learn this. And now I know I'm not going to learn it because what's right on Thursday might not be right on Friday. But you just kind of figure it out and do the best thing. And you try to be as as inclusive to everybody as you can. And and then, then you go on to it. But, uh, you know, everybody can't be Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. There's only one Dorothy. OK, so we have that situation, every, you know, that, that, that we are still working theater, that we do auditions. And, you know, sometimes people get the roles that they want and sometimes they don't. We just make sure that we're evaluating the, the best way we can. And that's what we've kind of done uh, over my uh, over the eight years that I've been there now. And uh, and it seemed to work out. So I'm going to be down to audition for the role of Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> we already have a Dorothy this year. You'll have to do it next year. But, uh, <laughs> next year, you're not going to do Wizard of Oz because you're going to do something different because you're going to do something different. That's exactly right. So, you know, but, but you know, you had to arm wrestle the, the, the little girl that's playing Dorothy this year. I, th I think she could take you. <laughs> he could play Madame Duvarat. Would you, would you equally audition and cast a trans person yes no question because, because really because really it's what we do on stage has really i mean if yes i mean there's just, there's just no no question about that so would you i mean except for the pretend democrat joe um the Mr. Mansion, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Could you have Homer like 
run for his seat and get rid of him. Uh, no, anyways. So, um, <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Homer's, I, I don't know about this, but I don't know if I can say this, but I, it's my understanding Homer's been asked to run for governor before, and he's uh, sort of considered, everybody would consider that, as, but, but he's been asked by some influential folks to, hey, we, we, and I think he would be a great governor. I mean, I, I, well, Homer's going to be great with whatever he, do, he does, but that's that's another story. And I want to get back to that 12 comment that you made, because there's something that I thought was important. But I people think of West Virginia oftentimes as a bastion of conservatism. Do you think that is a accurate portrayal? Because we, when you said, yes, we would interview a trans person, you couldn't right now... I, and I don't know if you get any state funding, but right now there are some states that if you were to willing to put a trans person in in a role that was publicly funded, you would have the, the hells of fury coming down trying to create state laws that put you out of business. Where does West Virginia fall on that spectrum? How How much are you controlled by state politics or the state, so to speak? And we, is it as conservative as people make it out to be? We are a, a state full of underdogs. And we understand when folks are persecuted against. And we feel we get a lot of that. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, we'll go out and it seems like it's, it's okay to have, uh, a joke about West Virginians marrying their cousins. Okay. You wouldn't say that about anybody else, but, but, but we get those. So we, we, we understand about being on the, on the South side of things. And we try not to do that. And we, we, when we see an opportunity, there's only 1.8 million of us. So there's not a lot of us. I mean, when it comes right down to it, there's, there's more people in a five city block, you know, a, a small area in New York city than our entire state. So, so we have to be available to, to change. Um, we are conservative. I mean, if you ask it, you know, uh, and Rain will tell you, we, we sing the national anthem at our, at our show every night. And that's one of the, that's mine. I brought that with me because I figured it was good enough for baseball. It's good enough for us. And my grandmother would, would tell me that that's when you, you think about all the folks that came before you and use that two minutes to reflect because you wouldn't be here without them. So we get a lot of home training from our grandparents. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, but that's that way everywhere. And so to answer your question, we are conservative if you ask us our values. Now, but we also understand being the underdog and we try to help folks out the best we can when that's the situation. And that would be one of those situations. And and I, I, I audition for the stage. I try to try to put the best stories on the stage. And if you've got a good story and you're able to pull, uh, carry a tune, we're ready to have you. So I find one of the things that I find very sad, and that's how I'm going to put it, is that somehow doing the Pledge of Allegiance or singing the nat national anthem has gotten tied up with the like, the concept of being conservative. And I think it's beautiful that you do the national anthem. I think the national anthem should be done more. I think that the Pledge of Allegiance should be done more. I don't think that that should ever be considered a conservative or a liberal issue. 
if you're part of this country, this is your national anthem. This is your pledge. I don't, and, and you know, I, I have very strong feelings. I'm, I was born or I, I am born on the 4th of July. There so I am definitely a Yankee doodle dandy. I look at it as my right and, and actually almost as if it's my missive to go out there and challenge both liberals and, and conservatives if I think that they're messing with the freedom of my country. But that national anthem belongs just as much to me as the guy waving it down the flag that says, yes, you're American if you're straight white Christian. And the rest of you are wannabes. Well, you don't get to have my national anthem. You don't get to have my flag. You don't get to go around like some rooster in the in the yard and say that you're somehow more patriotic than me. Mm -hmm. Because patriotically, we have always welcomed immigrants. We have always welcomed people of all races and colors and creeds. We created everything to do that. And I think it's fabulous that you sing the national anthem. I think it's fabulous when you say the Pledge of Allegiance. And I think that we need to call these people that are anything but acting like American exactly what they are. I agree. <laughs> wow. I, I, I feel like I need to stand up and do this somewhere. I was... uh, it's all it's and uh, and actually one of first rain, uh, one of the obligations or one of the first things I asked Rain to do was the national anthem during the Rocket Boys Festival. And I think that was one of the things that kind of I thought, OK, well, there that that's good. We're, we're in the same situation here. But really, I mean, you know, I didn't this was this was eight years ago. This was before this thing got real political. I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing that the national anthem is political, but it is. I mean, so so everybody was picking sides and it was. It was a tribute to my grandmother and how she raised me and how it was important for her to understand this is a woman that lived in Loudendale, West Virginia. I mean, it's kind of backwoods in Loudendale, but she wanted to make sure that I knew that people came before me that ha helped me do this. It just wasn't all about me. And she is also the, the, that the person that, that I think influenced the way I view relationships with all different people. She told me that, you know, you got you got to judge the people as people, period, not 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 because of what they look like. And uh, and, you know, where we live right now, we, we live in a in a community that when we moved into it, it was 90. No, it was 100 percent Caucasian. And Kathy and I had to talk about that for a good week before we did. We moved in and we decided if we were going to move into this area, which was a lake area, kind of resort area that we had to. Our son was nine at the time, and we had to make sure that we traveled with him because the rest of the world is not 100% Caucasian. It's just not. And so now he works in D.C. for the Washington Capitals, where there's they speak almost 200, 219 different languages in a 20-mile radius of that city, which is amazing, which is amazing. But he's it's capable. he's capable of dealing with folks because we exposed him to a lot of different people through travel. And I think that is important. And that comes right from my grandmother, which leads to the national anthem. <laughs> so and we only beautiful. have one minute left. Um, Dang. <laughs> I know it goes by quick when you're having a good time. Uh, Rob yeah, Kelly, well, 
Yes, Dr. Rob Kelly is our next guest on the 15th of May. Are you and we are coming up. Red Cross? Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm <laughs> in June. <laughs> okay. can, you, can, you, can you believe in June we'll be going into our third year? I cannot yeah. believe that. Wow. We are the champions, my friend. <laughs> wow. Guys, it's been, um, a, it's been a pleasure to be with you. And uh, if Don't you hang to, up. Don't try to slide off of here. We're not I'm, done I'm yet. I'm you running. wait until we get off the air. I'm running. Chat. I'm running. <laughs> Mr. Scott, a pleasure yes. as always to have you. Thank you for all the work you do to invest into future generations, to step up to the plate to be their best selves. I appreciate and honor the work you do there. Well, I, I want to talk to you about that 12 eventually, too, because uh, if, if you have a different take on that, I think everybody is exposed to 12 really great people, if not 112, at least 12. And if you well, don't find them, you're just not looking for them. Well, and, and so what I'm going to say as we're closing is I just want people to understand that those 12 people can be completely different from person to person. Oh, yes. And sometimes I think that we we feel like we need to find we we try to latch on to somebody else's great person who might be a really good person, but they're not our great person. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because we haven't stepped into that empowered enough place to realize that we deserve our own great people. Oh, yeah. It's it's individual. It's individual. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your 12 may, will probably not be anywhere part of my 12. I mean, you know, I, just because Homer's great to me, he's great to me because he's from West Virginia and all these other things. And 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 you won't have that same experience. So you're not going to Homer's not going to be in your 12. Yeah. And so I completely agree with that. Yeah. But we share rain. So <laughs> if I'm rain. in anybody's 12 or rain 12, in my 12 or... <laughs> she's, you know, she's in my Three. Oh, there you are, right? Oh. Oh. Okay, nice get us out of here, Elmer. Thank you. We're going to go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to the Laughing, Loving, Into Live show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me a Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive, you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again and see you next time.